Today, the EU agrees to open accession negotiations with Ukraine. Protesters breach the Indian parliament and Serbia prepares for crucial parliamentary elections. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Friday the 15th of December 2023. In a major decision on Thursday, EU leaders agreed to open accession negotiations with Ukraine, representing a significant step towards Ukraine joining the European Union, though the road ahead is still long. In addition to this, EU leaders also agreed to open negotiations with Moldova and granted candidate status to Georgia. The major roadblock to open accession negotiations was Hungary, or rather Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban, who was staunchly against doing so. But as we reported yesterday, the European Commission agreed to unblock 10 billion euros of EU funding for Hungary that had been frozen amid EU concerns over the rule of law. Something that looked a lot like a quid pro quo, even though the European Commission strenuously denied it. But what's particularly interesting is that Hungary didn't even end up approving the decision to open accession negotiations with Ukraine. It's been reported that when the decision was being made, Viktor Orban, on the suggestion of German Chancellor Olaf Scholz, left the room in a pre-agreed move to allow the other 26 EU leaders to make the decision, which must be unanimous. That way, Orban was effectively able to abstain without derailing the decision. Orban later called it a completely senseless, irrational and incorrect decision to start negotiations, and that Hungary decided to allow the other 26 leaders to make it without Hungary being involved. He also pointed out that Hungary could pull the brakes on Ukrainian accession in the future, as all national parliaments must approve the accession of a new member. But while Ukraine has cause to celebrate its progress towards EU membership, which Ukraine's President Zelensky hailed as a victory, the good news from the European Council summit ended there. EU leaders failed to approve a 50 billion euro aid package for Ukraine due to opposition from none other than Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban, who wrote on Twitter after long talks at the summit, Summary of the night shift. Veto for the extra money to Ukraine. Other EU leaders have expressed optimism that a deal on the aid package can be reached in January at another leaders' meeting. Nevertheless, the delay will be frustrating and concerning for Ukraine, which is also closely watching events over in the United States, where President Joe Biden has so far been unable to get a $60 billion Ukraine aid package through Congress amid Republican opposition. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Over to Delhi now, where a man has been arrested following a security breach in India's parliament on Wednesday. Lilat Jha, a teacher, surrendered to police in the capital yesterday, after four others were arrested in connection with the breach. Some news reports have described Jha as the mastermind behind the incident, which a public prosecutor called a well-planned conspiracy. Footage from the chamber showed a man jumping over tables and running towards the speaker in the Lok Sabha, the lower house of India's parliament. While another man standing in the visitors' gallery was seen spraying yellow smoke. Two others were reported to have shouted slogans and sprayed coloured gas outside the building. So far, four people have been arrested and charged under an anti-terror law, although police haven't connected them to any political organisations yet. They're all in their 20s and 30s and, according to local media, they said they were unemployed and wanted to express their frustration with Prime Minister Narendra Modi's policies. 
The security breach took place on the 22nd anniversary of a deadly firearms attack on India's parliament in 2001, in which 14 people were killed. In other news, the leaders of Venezuela and Guyana have agreed not to threaten or use force against each other over the disputed oil-rich region of Essequibo, which has been at the centre of mounting tensions over the past few weeks. As we reported yesterday, Venezuelan President Nicolas Maduro met with Guyanese President Irfan Ali for a day-long summit in the Caribbean island nation of St Vincent and the Grenadines. Essequibo makes up two-thirds of Guyana's territory, but is also claimed by Venezuela. Earlier this month, Venezuela held a referendum in which voters approved of incorporating Essequibo as a Venezuelan state, something that Guyana described as an existential threat. This sparked a flurry of diplomatic activity by the likes of the UN, Brazilian President Lula da Silva, and St Vincent Prime Minister Ralph Gonçalves, all seeking to calm the heightened tensions. Following the summit, a joint statement by Maduro and Ali said both Venezuela and Guyana would not threaten or use force against one another in any circumstances, and refrain whether by words or deeds from escalating any conflict or disagreement arising from any controversy between them. They also agreed to the creation of a joint commission to address matters as mutually agreed. However, the fundamentals of the dispute remain. Guyana maintains that its borders are not up for discussion and is seeking an ICJ ruling in its favour, while Venezuela claims the region as its own and rejects the jurisdiction of the ICJ over the matter. Looking to Europe now, where parliamentary elections on Sunday will see if Serbia's strongman president Aleksandr Vucic will hold power in parliament until the end of his term in 2027. Reports of buying votes, mass opposition rallies, public smear campaigns and violent intimidation has made this election one to watch. Following mass shootings in May and tension in Kosovo, Vucic called for snap parliamentary elections and, in response to public outcry, stepped down as the leader of his populist Serbian Progressive Party, or SNS. Yet polls show that SNS is still expected to dominate. A vote for the SNS is seen as a vote for Vucic, for those who see him as the only one who can maintain stability and lead the country. However, for the first time in years, there is some kind of coherent alternative opposition. For voters supporting the opposition, it's a choice between whether the mafia or law and order will prevail. Serbia Protiv Nasilja, Serbia Against Violence, is a pro-Western opposition alliance formed out of the protests this summer against the mass shootings attributed to the alleged culture of violence presiding over Vucic and the SNS. In October, the 15 parties, which lean politically left and right, agreed to run together in the elections. It's yet to be seen if they will successfully break Vucic's grip on Serbian politics. And finally, we end with the news that Somalia has secured $4.5 billion of debt relief from the World Bank and International Monetary Fund. The country still faces a multitude of challenges, including the long-running insurgency by Al-Shabaab and one of the worst droughts in living memory. But this new debt relief will cut Somalia's debt as a proportion of GDP from 65% to roughly 6% and effectively allow Somalia to rejoin the global financial system. Somalia's president, Hassam Sheikh Mohamud, said this is a moment for our government and people to be proud. However, we also know that the hard work of sustaining economic reform and creating progress for our people has just started. That's all for today, but if you want more from us, then you should pick up a copy of our newspaper, Too Long. 
And if you've been considering it for a while, then this week only the code TLDR daily will get you 30% off. So it's the ideal time to buy. If you don't know, Too Long is our one-off newspaper, which summarises everything that happened in 2023, as well as looking forward to 2024. It's full of exclusive analysis and explainers from the TLDR team, as well as a whole bunch of our favourite creators. We also put a ton of effort into the design, putting together a load of high-quality graphics and designs. As I say, if you want a copy, you can head over to our website and secure 30% off the normal price by using the code TLDRDAILY.